Hello, hello, steamy teachers. I'm glad you're with me today. I have packed this episode full of resources for you. This is the STEAM Survival Guide, and today I'm sharing something with you I've never shared with listeners before. Stay tuned. Welcome to the iHeart STEAM Teacher Podcast, where teachers like you come for the best classroom vibes. Discover fun methods that engage with students to collaborate and communicate beyond their comfort zone with project-based learning. It's all about the students. STEAM with style, creativity, and critical thinking in the classroom, while also turning up in the teacher's lounge with your host, Bonnie Kirkley. I've got an important meeting in the teacher's lounge. Now, full steam ahead. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you're here with me today for the STEAM Survival Guide. I think I have put almost every resource I could possibly share with you in this episode, but I'm sharing today a resource I have never shared on the podcast. I don't think I've even shared it on social media. It's actually only available if you are in STEAM University and it's a resource for you. It is the Steamed Up Teacher Framework that is trademarked by me. This is my go-to, my foolproof method for integrating STEM or STEAM into your classroom. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and share it with you right now. I want you to imagine a circular continuous circle and it has four sections and in the middle it has a heart because what is the heart of STEM or STEAM project-based learning? We'll come back to that part but let's talk about the the four sections and you can go to either one of these sections at any time, refer to them, but ultimately you want to really work on these areas to make sure that you're doing STEAM the right way and you're allowing it to grow, you're allowing it to breathe. So the first section, and again, it doesn't matter which section you start with, but for the STEAM Survival Guide, I'm going to start with this section, the well-old machine routine. So what is in my well-old machine routine? It is my classroom setup my conversation starters, and my STEAM journals. And there are lots of other routines that, you know, I just don't have time to get into today, and I'm sure we'll get into them in another episode. But these three are super important. So let's start with classroom setup. All right. You may or may not agree, but I totally believe we've got to get rid of the desk. I also really want you to consider thinking only about having a few tables, but lots of floor space, lots of rug areas in the classroom. In my classroom, I think I had about four rugs, two super large ones. Why do I like the rugs? The rugs define an area for students to work and the size of the rug allows you to figure out how many of your students can work there successfully and in groups. And it also helps you to confine the tools, the manipulatives that they're working with. They stay on the rug. 
So it's really not just, I like floor space. It is a strategy for organization and for helping the students know where they should be and know that this is my spot. This is my area. And when I need to move, I'm going to move to a new area. So it really, really helps to have lots of rugs. The tables, yes, there are times when you need to work on a flat area. You know, you might need to write. I like low tables, high tables, but that's another space for them that's confined that allows them to know this is where I'm working. We're working together here. These materials stay here. It, again, this is helping you keep your materials organized. Know that all of this set's going to be right here on this rug and all of that one's over here. So it also, another thing, your students, it helps them to clean up because they essentially, especially if you've got lots of classes coming in throughout the day, if you're one of those teachers, they can just clean up that little spot and those manipulatives, that station, that area, and essentially leave everything else there and you don't have to pick it up right away. So that is one of my biggest tips for classroom setup. What is the next thing? I like to have the perimeter of my room completely covered in as many shelves as possible, shelves that students can get to. And on these shelves, I put tubs of tubs and tubs. And in those tubs, it's a set, it's a station, it's a, a group that always goes together. And I want my students to be able to have access to them, to be able to see them. I want them to know what's in them. So don't have all of these, you know, dark tubs that you can't see what's inside of. You know what's in there. It's either labeled or it doesn't have a top or it's clear. They know what's in there. If they need it, they can ask. Or if I tell them, you know, today we're working on X, Y, Z, you can go get whichever you need. Why do I do this? I know you're probably like, oh, she lets them get stuff off of her shelves. Yes, because that is a time saver for me. I'm one person, and sometimes I had 30 or 35 students in my room. I cannot get 35 things out for them. I can't, I didn't have time sometimes in between classes. Sometimes I had classes that had 10 minutes of overlap. No kidding. <laughs> I did because I just welcomed everybody to come into this space, and I wanted to make it work for teachers. And, you know, I set up when I was in the classroom was totally different than many of you out there and probably not one that happens often, but you know, there are times when, and please do this. I'm just going to rant for a minute. Let me rant. If your teacher friend is out or needs to go somewhere, take their class. If you have a group and this group from another classroom doesn't know where they need to go because they can't find their teacher or something's going on, take them do not send them to the principal's office and tell them to tell the principal to find them a space to go to because you have a group. How rude. You are a teacher and your teachers, whether you like him or her, is your co-worker and team worker and you need to have camaraderie with them no matter what. And ultimately, what in the heck is a principal going to do with a group of students but get irritated? Yes, true story. 
happened to me. Yep, I'm calling you out. You know who you are. I'm calling you out because that was so rude. Here I was out and experiencing real life trauma and you sent my group to the principal's office. So I never did this. I never, never did this. If a teacher needed to bring them to me at a certain time because they had to do this and I still had a group say, yeah, come on, we'll make it work. We will make it work. And I did. And I pledged to do that every year that I was there to always help, to always take a group. Don't send them to the, what was she thinking? There's probably a word for her, but this is the I Heart Steam Teacher Podcast, and we are positive, positive, positive. Okay, so back to the well-old machine routine conversation. I've said this so many times. Well, hold on. Ooh, I want to go back to classroom setup. We were just talking about the shelves. I forgot to mention, mention you know, I was telling about the tubs and how I like to keep stations in the tubs. I had so many tubs. Get them from anywhere. Take them. You know, people throw them out. Just get them when you can. But one thing, the trash, the supplies, keep all that organized so that teach the students can get to it really easily. I loved my recycle station. I oh, loved it. It had these big, huge tubs. It was on wheels and it was stacked. It was my favorite thing. And the students loved it, too. So keep things organized that way so that they can get to them. You may hear a little whining and crying in the background. I just have to tell you, that is Django. You know, he's usually with me when I record, but today I put him up because I've got Truvy, the service dog, with me. And she is out because my daughter is not here and she's a puppy. And I knew that if I had them both out, it would be crazy town. So you may hear a little bit of whining from my old man because he's jealous, but so sorry. All right. Moving right along, so on the Steamed Up Teacher Framework, we've got the well-old machine routine section, and we're going to move on to the next section, which is the STEAM Standards Basket. So, ultimately with STEAM, every area of STEAM has a set of standards somewhere. Science, technology, engineering, art, and math, and your goal is to know the standard that you're working on how it relates to your objective, your driving question. You should have multiple and you need to tell students about them. You need to help them be aware. Otherwise, they're not really grasping all of the connections that they can make. So knowing these standards well is going to be the best thing that you can do to get to your goal, which is ultimately transdisciplinary learning where you don't even know what subject you're on but for most of us you're somewhere you're probably in the multidisciplinary where you're doing you know a couple of subjects within one lesson but it's clear you know what's this and what's that you want to move to interdisciplinary where they're actually needing you need them both for the project to be successful and then you know big time goal transdisciplinary all right, so know your standards. If you're seeing, that means you've got to, you know, dig into some art standards. But let me tell you, I've told you before, they're totally so close to many of the things you're already doing, especially reading. There's so much storytelling in art. You can we will we even really grasp some of the science concepts that are out there without art? 
Think about all of the microscopic things. How would we visualize these objects, these things that we're studying without art? So knowing these standards is super important to make your lesson, lessons and projects meaningful. That's my second session. My third section is your process arsenal. Yes, you pull these out because they are your go-to, they are killer, and they will help your students get through all of these projects with a process. And you use it consistently over and over and over. I used a five-step engineering design process in my classroom. You can use design thinking. The difference in engineering design process and design thinking is the empathy part at the beginning of design thinking. However, I still felt that my students, if it was a true real world student center problem, had empathy and were able to develop it. And we talked about it at the beginning either way. So today, you know, I'm going to be throwing in to the show notes, my conversation starters, my posters for that, my STEAM area definition posters, and my nine-step guide to the Ultimate STEAM Classroom. And I'm going to put a little blurb in there about the Steamed Up Teacher Framework and the process arsenal where you can grab some process posters. And then finally, the last section of the Steamed Up Teacher Framework, Commitment to change and growth. You will continue to learn. You're never going to know exactly what to do always. You're going to improve from the year before and the year before that and the year before that. And you're going to continue to grow. But you have to be open to change. Look at me. You know, we always say live by example. And I can say that now that I'm not in the classroom, whoo. That was not something I was expecting. and But now I'm at home and I'm figuring things out. And guess what? I'm designing and working on a project. I can't wait to move into my new office. I hope we get started on it this weekend. The first thing I'm going to do when I get off of the podcast, I'm going to be taking some measurements so that I can create a real plan. I'm not just going to go blind ordering. Oh, I like this and I like that. No. I need to see if things fit, see how it works, you know, put it on up. My gosh, Django, he is like out of control. Bless his heart. Got to hurry up and get that man out of there. All right. So your commitment to change and growth, you're going to have some hard changes and some hard growths that come your way, but embrace them. Promise you it is the best thing you can do. And then in the middle the center of the steamed up teacher framework is project based learning. So you use your well-oiled machine routine, your standards basket, your process or, or process arsenal, and your commitment to change and growth to help you improve project-based learning. Real-world student-led projects that they are excited about. And it's not just a bulletin board or a project board. It is a real driving question that they're going to figure out. They're going to build something. They're going to investigate, come up with a solution. Now, and if all of that fails, keep a large jar of peppermint. Don't break yourself, but you know, with candy, but peppermint, it was my go-to. All they had to do was ask, always had it there. And 
go home and have some Ikea therapy at the end of the day. Now, what I want to talk to you about for the rest of the show before I let you go, because this is the survival guide, and I know you're excited to probably grab some of these resources. I'm going to be putting in here one more time, just listening for you. Listen, listing them for you. The nine-step guide for the ultimate STEM STEAM classroom, the STEAM explanation posters, your rituals and routines for conversation, and I wanted to tell you about starting at the beginning of the year with STEAM. If you're K-1 and even second grade, I'm going to be putting a link for Tiny Mind STEAM that is the perfect five to six week startup. And I'm also going to be putting a link for the introduction to STEAM through STEAM careers, which is meant for grades second through fifth. And you can actually adapt those into middle school and on up. I'll put both of those links in there. They are your where to start. If you want to know where to start or how to start, this is it. Trust me, this is it. I'm so glad that you joined me today. I've got to let Django out of his kennel and give him a break. We've enjoyed having Truvy on the show with us. She's been super quiet laying on the couch. I would like to invite you to subscribe to the iHeartSteam Teacher Podcast. Please leave a review if you like what you hear. Reach out to me. I love when listeners reach out to me through email, bonnie at iheartsteam.com. I think I'm going to be talking with someone today that reached out to me through email. And finally, I have one question for you. Do you iHeartSteam too?